Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Funds were raised. <laughs> That's right. Funds were raised. <laughs> and uh, Dan, would you? I, I really just want you to say what you've been saying uh, to me for the past couple of weeks. What have I been saying? About the importance of thoroughly considered. Oh, yeah. That we're now the most important show mm-hmm. in the Relay FM portfolio. Yep. It's. It's something I kind of aren't always suspected, but now it's nice to have the definitive proof that yes. we are the most important show. Certainly, the so. most lucrative. I yeah. mean, without shadow of a doubt. <laughs> just for charities, though. <laughs> not yeah, for, not charities. for us three, which I guess is fine. Really? Yeah. No, yeah, it's for the charities. So the St. Jude fundraiser, which completed a couple of weeks ago, uh, where we raised $701,220.26 to be exact, because I guess it's good to be exact. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were on our previous episode talking about merciless fundraising, and we wanted people to to donate money so they could win cool pens. Well, a thoroughly considered listener donated the top amount, the top donation for the entire campaign of $26,922.05. And they were a anonymous listener um, who just basically titled, you know, thoroughly considered as the best, effectively. So thank (laughs) you. Thank you to our uh, very wonderful anonymous donor who, uh, as they said, almost literally broke their bank. just an obscene and incredible (laughs) amount of money to a great cause yeah Yeah. and i i asked if they wanted a shout out and they did want to remain anonymous but uh they uh informed me that the donation was meant to be in honor of xiongling jennifer lynn's parents so i just wanted to make sure to shout that out and thanks again for the incredible donation that was way more than ten dollars way more (laughs) i think they misunderstood you know because that's i did of the idea that uh it was ten dollars per uh entry they should have just made a ton of ten dollar uh donation uh, in all seriousness, though, like that, that, that idea of the in honor of is one of the really heartwarming and heartbreaking things that I see a lot um, mm-hmm. through the donation. Like people donate mm-hmm. for people that, that they've lost uh, in their lives due to childhood mm-hmm. cancer. It's, it's really uh, it's rough. It's rough going through some of those um, donation messages sometimes. But that's why we do this every year. So that happens less and less. Over time, yeah. So th- I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for the uh, brainstorming session we can have offline to uh, figure out how to be even more merciless next. Oh, year. I mean, it's we're going to have to go big now. We have a lot to live up to on this show. <laughs> That's right. Let's do it. <laughs> I have. So we have our great document, great show document. You know, from such hits as <laughs> Apple hardware computers. Uh, this time. <laughs> It just says MailChimp woes. And I would like to just, before we get into this, I would like to levy a complaint that I have towards the MailChimp Corporation. Mm. That uh, I have very a very small uh, newsletter for the theme system. We don't promote it very much. It's mostly at the moment just like a glorified restock thing. Um, and it's mm-hmm. something I want to do more with in the future, but um, it is lower down on my priority list although i know its importance we can maybe talk about that at some point i would like to hear just in general how you two think of email marketing and stuff like that maybe we can Uh put that in for a future topic because i think that's quite a big one Mm. and i was just wanting to do some tests for an email that i was sending out and i maybe sent like two and i went to send one more and they're like oh no you have to pay like a lot like 40 dollars a month if you want to send one more test because mm. it's like you, you've After exceeded two? the amount of tests that you're allowed to send and I was like oh mm. okay MailChimp thank you so now I you know because I don't know I like to send a bunch of tests 
just to make sure I get everything right, you know. I, I don't know why. It's just, I just, it's just kind of how I am. So now I end up finding myself paying way too much for Mailchimp just so I can send some test emails. Mm. Wait, but with the hopes of being on Mailchimp and doing it regularly or monthly or whatever, like you, that was you're testing to see what Mailchimp is like. No, is this saying. is just like. Um, if He's sending test emails to like to, to my yourself own account, to make sure I format everything correctly, like how yeah. we yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you're gonna you would continue like using Mailchimp, like that's what you were testing to see if. The well, yeah, was but right I maybe send like three emails a year to this list. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. well, you're gonna you have know. a problem. Yeah, you're gonna have a problem, Mike. The same problem we ran into. Okay. <laughs> so we've been Mailchimp customers for like eleven years. And, uh, and it used, Dan, was it always that it was pay as you go? Like that was what it always used to be. That was what we has, have always done. I'm not sure if they had, I think that was the only option when we started, but anyways, you know, um, you know, what, what MailChimp wants you to do is basically you have like a monthly subscription where depending on the number of like contacts in your like email list. Uh, you pay a certain amount of money per month, and it it doesn't really matter how many emails you send. You just pay that for like the contact sitting there. That really doesn't work for us in our big email list because we send like two or three emails a year. So it's like you we would be paying like hundreds of dollars a month. Oh for, right, this is no the, emails. Uh, the 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 weekly is it weekly the, the Gazette? Well, this isn't that. This is a different. So we one. could. We could have like a separate account that's just the Gazette and has a much smaller subset of subscribers and send that. And that's like more reasonably priced kind of. Mm-hmm. But the but the problem is we don't want to separate it and have both. And so MailChimp has this other option, which is like a pay as you go option where you basically just buy email credits in bulk and then uh, oh. you just use them over time. And we did, that's what we've always done in the past. And we would buy like 2 million email credits at a time. And it would last for years, right? It would last like years and years. But they recently changed it to where those credits expire after a year. So we can't like buy 2 million at once because we don't send that many emails. We have to buy like a way less amount of that. And it makes email like incredibly expensive at that point. Like, Mm. Like really expensive, and I guess because like I'm on just like a plan where I pay whatever mm-hmm. every month, right? Yeah, and you could go on that, but you would be paying way we too would be much paying money. Like three hundred dollars yeah. a month, yeah. or something, four hundred dollars yeah, a month. Yeah, a, a monthly plan makes sense in some ways just for the Gazette because yeah. that is like clockwork. We send you that. Know every how week, many it is, you and we know, know how, how many it, it is. Yeah, like, and so yeah. we could splinter them to like different services and keep the Gazette on Mailchimp, and that would make sense more for a monthly recurring thing because it's so consistent. But like Tom said, it all falls apart when you're wanting to send infrequent emails to large amounts of people. Mm. Yeah. And so the pricing basically went up like 10 times, like from when we last bought credits to now it's like 10 times more expensive. And it was just like a hard pill for us to swallow. I think because we don't, we don't do email marketing in like a really sophisticated way. Like MailChimp has all kinds of awesome tools that like if you're really getting in there and like A-B testing and have all these like flows that you walk people through and stuff in email, it's like probably worth it. And it's a really good product. But we don't do that. We're like, we even like turned off tracking on our emails and stuff. We're like those most simple emails. And so we basically, you know, we tried to get grandfathered into old pricing and stuff, but didn't really work. And so now we're, we we're on the hunt for a new, for a new email, uh, a new email marketing uh, mm. platform. And so that was kind of disappointing because we liked MailChimp like every, you know, about it, but it was pretty, I think, I think maybe that industry has like moved away, like out from us, like because we just want something really simple. And I think most of them are really sophisticated. It's, and they it's have... changed a lot now. Yeah, so yeah, like, like it's continuing to change, right? Because you said you didn't have any tracking on, but like I was wondering it because that iOS 15 thing, I'm yeah. sure is is making a lot of difference. Where like if you use the Mail app, which probably most iOS 15 users do, or iOS users do. There's no snow tracking available anymore. Like Apple just blocks all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mailchimp just got bought, right? I don't think this. I think they did to do with what you're going with because they, they no. sorts of things take a long time. But they some somebody just 
bought them, I think. I saw that was like yeah. a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we found, it seems like, I mean, we haven't tr- fully tried it yet, but we found a, like a much cheaper and like simpler platform that probably works for us. So, I mean, it? luckily. Do you, do you not want to say uh, it? Mo- say well, it. that's a, well, it's fine. It's called Moosend. 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 Seems pretty good. I mean, we haven't, like I said, we haven't like fully used it, but it seems, you know, for our needs, it's good. Because there used to be a bunch of these, like Tiny Letter, I remember was one. Oh, Mm -hmm. they still exist. I mean, there's like a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know Campaign Monitor is still a thing, but I don't know how good. Yeah, they're still around, I think. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these companies, their pricing is similar to MailChimp. I don't think MailChimp is like way off. It's just, it's just too much for us. You know, it's like just wait it's just too much product basically yeah the most so. like the most trafficked email newsletter that i have anything to do with is the relay fm members newsletter so we have a mm-hmm. monthly newsletter that goes out to all of our members and we use campaign monitor for that because they had an integration with memberful uh, uh-huh. but now yeah. memberful has just created their own email system mm. so i think we're probably going to use that cuz now we don't need to have any kind of integration or pay for any other thing. It's just built into what we're already paying Memberful for. So we're looking at that, but this is not really pertinent to, to helping you guys out, but just as like a like a thing. Like email email marketing is so strange, but it works so well. So like uh yeah. <laughs> you guys heard of Magic Spoon? The, the adult yeah, the cereal. cereal thing. Yeah. yeah. They got me so bad, like, with the email <laughs> stuff, you know? So, like, I was getting some ads for them on Instagram, right? And I was like, would I like this? Do I believe this It could be true, right? That there could be, like, cereal that tastes good, that has such low sugar and such low mm-hmm. carbs. And I was mm-hmm. looking at it, and I was like, surely the shipping's going to be bananas to get it sent over to me and the shipping wasn't too bad but the cereal itself is expensive it's like ten dollars a box of cereal or something right and it's like you know they the way they break it down it's like well one bowl is cheaper than a protein bar and it's like yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i'm like okay okay so like i looked at it and i like thought "Mm, let me let me just see how much the shipping will cost right so i put it in the cart and it's a shopify thing so you put my email address was just jumped dumped in there right and Mm -hmm. and i went through it to see how much the shipping was and i was like that's not too bad actually but then i was like ah do i want this and i just like closed the tab and i was like i'll think about it another time but then i'm in the email system oh yeah right so then like the next day they're like hey did you forget something? And I'm like, yeah. come on, I didn't forget anything. And then like two days later, they're like, hey, we got a 15% discount code for you. Bang, four yeah. boxes are on the way. Like, I, that was it. Yeah. They yeah. got me. And it was that kind of stuff where I'm like, I don't have the energy for this, <laughs> I don't think. Like, but it works, man. Yeah. Like, it really works. But so, but okay, but how do you feel now, though? Like, if you get the product, you like it, are you going to be like a little is there a little tarnish now no on the brand for you or is it like no, no that's just the game and they're playing they it. did the thing and it worked on me like mm-hmm. i know how this bit you know i know what this is you know yeah because mm-hmm. it's like it's other things like that 15 percent code i know what that was they're like oh this is like a full campaign I said, no it's not because it wouldn't accept the code until i put my email address in right yeah yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> I, I know this is like a win back campaign or whatever they would call it mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. someone that that was engaged enough to want to buy it but just pulled out it's called a uh, cart abandonment recovery email cart <laughs> abandonment recovery email that would yeah, be I mean, care wouldn't it care <laughs> that's right. right care for our- that's got that's yeah. what it's got to be cart abandonment recovery email care care email but like yeah. that kind of stuff like it doesn't i know why that bothers people like i i know why that bothers people but it doesn't bother me. I mean, and I think it's mm-hmm. because you know, we spoke about this before. I came from this world, and as far yeah. as things go that you can do to people, <laughs> I got fifteen percent off of a thing that I was genuinely inter- interested in buying. So yeah. I don't mm-hmm. care, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a fraud. We have that. It's, I'll let it's you know really... how the cereal goes. By the way, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah well, it's on the way. Is it is it? 
packed with protein or something? I'm still confused why I, they compared it to a protein bar. <laughs> I do. It, yes, it's got loads of protein in it. I genuinely, okay. like, I looked at it and I do <laughs> not crickets. understand it. Like, they show me the, all the information and it's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't understand, right? Like, I, it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. And I feel yeah. like high protein, low carb, I hmm. can't imagine this tastes good, but I bought a bunch of it on the off chance that it does taste good, and then I can yeah. eat cereal again, which sounds like nice. a lot of fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> well, should we talk about hats? Yeah. We made some hats. Okay. Just a little tiny amount of them. Why? We spent a lot of time thinking about hats, though. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. I feel, like, I feel like we spent a year thinking about hats. That yeah. sounds about Trying right. Trying on hats, looking yep. at hats. <laughs> Why do you have yeah. hats? Because we wanted them. Is, it, is uh, this one of those things where it's like you two wanted it, so now you have hats? It's that's only that. That's precisely right. It's it is. only that. <laughs> that's that, totally fair. I do stuff like this all the time. So would you have two yeah. hats? <laughs> We ordered yeah, a we, few extras to sell, but okay. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, uh, I, I don't even know when we started thinking. I think we were just, oh, I know. Yeah, we were thinking about like 10th anniversary. Should we mm. do some kind of like swag thing? Mm-hmm. And we had all these ideas and I think we just eventually settled on, oh, let's just like make a hat. Um, but then that, we, we could have maybe done it in time for 10th anniversary like a year ago. But there was some reason why we just punted, like we were too busy with something else, I think. And mm-hmm. so we had this hat designed and we had this really cool badge designed by Jessica Hish. So we mm-hmm. had like all the ingredients and so we still just wanted to do it because we wanted the hats. And uh, so we just kind of did it anyways. And essentially they came out really I'm glad I have them. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's fun to have be able to send a couple out. But uh it's cool to have like a little badge and something that we feel really solid about, like in terms of um, just like a branding thing where we're just like, we don't need to change this. Because in the past, we, we had like little logos and badges, but we had made them and they just didn't feel like completely rock solid. So now that we have this thing that feels really good, it, it kind of, I don't know, makes us want to do a little bit more swag, which is like a mm. weird, th- you know, it's a little bit weird sometimes thinking, but. Well, it depends on how you approach it. Right, mm-hmm. so like, I do this stuff a lot, right? I have a lot of uh, uh, brands and logos that yeah I'm involved in, and we sell products that have that on there, right? So shows mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. and mm-hmm. I kind of well, break it down into two buckets for me. I have merch, and then I have branded clothing, and mm-hmm. most of the difference? stuff that I do is merch. So it's like. Here's the show logo on a t-shirt or here's a reference or a joke or whatever and it's on the t-shirt, right? Mm -hmm. Or like on a hoodie or whatever. And then I have stuff that is like, I have made it for it not to be much, for it to be clothing that you wear in normal situations, right? And so the first thing that I did with this is for Cortex, we have a product called the Subtlety and now the yeah. subtle sweater. And that mm-hmm. is intended to be like, it doesn't look like merch from something. Like, it just yeah. looks like it's just an embroidered logo, like you would have an embroidered logo of anything, right? Like any yeah. kind of brand. And so I'm not saying one is better than the other, like this, but it's just they're different, you know? Like, they are different things. And embroidery is more expensive than than like screen printing so it's like yeah. now you know they are also priced accordingly i think for what they are too um and so yeah i i think of it this way and i think that you can think of like swag and merch is like hey i like you already i will buy something to show that i like you and then the like branded clothing stuff is like we're gonna make something that people will just want and then they can just wear it because they think it looks good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, there's a, oh, yeah, for no, me, it... there's a distinction between those things, mm. and it's why I, like, I worked really hard on that subtle branding thing, and, and it's, done really, it's done really well for us over time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not particularly weird. I think for us, it's a little bit weirder because we typically don't put our logo on anything, <laughs> like at all. And so it's, it's kind of funny that it's like, 
here's the thing with a big version of our logo on yeah, it. Yeah, but I think it's uh, going back to what we were talking about when you, you, you showed off that um the the Jessica Hish design thing is that you actually kind of didn't really have a logo that would be put on something. It was just yeah. the words, right? Like Well, was, we had a know. logo that was similar, but it was just yeah, I mean it just didn't feel like mm-hmm. the same. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's 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 just interesting. I mean, I, it makes a lot of sense. Like all of the things you've done have come from, like you're making a podcast that exists on its own and it's not a physical product that someone can buy. And so, like when I listen to podcasts and I want like, I want to support them. I want to buy like merch because it supports the podcast and that feels really good. But when you're like us and the only thing you do is make physical products that you sell, I think, and it's we're probably wrong about this. But there's something like a little bit, I think, uncomfortable for us about doing anything that's like, oh, we'll also buy this thing that's not one of our products. Like, but you know, do a membership or buy a hat or a shirt, which is a little silly, but it's just, I think, at least for me, it's well, like a little bit uncomfortable. It probably shouldn't be. But. I think it depends on how you approach it. Like a membership, yeah. I kind of agree with you with, right? It's like, I don't like when I uh, go, like when I buy something on Shopify, and they're like, tip us. And it's like, why? Why would I do that? Right? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I just bought your thing. I bought a notebook today. And it's like, tip us. It's like, what am I tipping you for? <laughs> like, there's no tip needed in this. I am buying your product and you are shipping it to me. Like, there's no tip. Uh, you know, like a, a membership for you guys would be a similar thing to that of like, just give us money, right? Like, you know, yeah. uh, like we're yeah. a physical product brand. Give us some extra cash. But like, yeah. if you designed a t-shirt or a hoodie and it's like, it's made in a certain way, that's just you guys designing a product. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, but this isn't, right? Like, that's the yeah. thing. Like, this doesn't feel like it feels more merchy. And so that's the thing that it's like, yeah, like we could become a clothing brand. Like, totally. Like, we could... Yeah. You know, that wouldn't feel weird to me at all. But to do something where we're not, I mean, we actually put, like I said, like a year's worth of thought into like a hat, picking a hat. But uh-huh. but, uh, but if we, uh, it is, you know, more towards like putting a look, like kind of slapping a logo on something. But I that's, mean, that's, that's exactly, that, like, but. I do understand that that's sim- with the, the original, like the subtlety, it, it was months and months of like thinking about it trying to design it what would it look like how big should the logo be? like which is very different yeah. to the t-shirt like that we sell we just sold like a regular t-shirt with the cortex logo on it it was yeah. the artwork i already had and i sent it to cotton bureau and was like can you put this on a t-shirt and they said yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah and it's, it's not it's super different. differentiated yeah no. yeah yeah so anyways so but that was fun i, but I still it, think uh, that I you guys know. could make clothing if you wanted to yeah, okay. we could. Yeah, uh, 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 you know, let's make scarves. Um, yeah. See, I don't know. Different. I don't know who's making scarves. No one. <laughs> no one. No one is making. Scarves. No one makes scarves. <laughs> so I don't know, Dan. Do you think we do to get? Do you think we would do some other thing again? We've made one T-shirt like six years ago or something, or eight years mm-hmm. ago. We made a hat. Do you think we'll do it again? I think we'll absolutely make another hat. Just because I won another hat, you know, <laughs> down the road. So I think we'll do it for that reason. Uh, we should also mention that we do have some of the black hats left. We sold out of all the Heather Gray ones, but if anyone listening is interested, we have some left. Act handsome quickly. Yeah. I spent, a, I am very, very particular about hat shape. Uh, and it was a very long odyssey to hmm. find the hat shape and, you yeah, know, it's not that a I like hat shape. Yeah. So if you like me, like this hat shape, you will like this hat. It's not easy to come by. <laughs> it's not a full, it looks kind of like a trucker hat, but it's a low profile trucker hat. So it's not like as tall as like a trucker hat, but it's mm-hmm. still. And it has a structured of- crown. Yeah. And huh. a curved bill. We know a lot about hats now. Turns out. It Turns is. Out. I can't. I'm. Uh, there's lots of hipster hats out there these days. And <laughs> okay. I can't. I don't. Uh, none of them work for me. I can't pull any of them off. You're so too old. I, too I, old, I can't I wear hats of any kind. Like I was wondering. I was going to ask if you're a hat person. It would actually be. Uh, you have I such would a, like to be. 
I would love to be a hat person. It would actually I've, be a crime if you were a hat person, Mike. You have such you. a luscious, full head of hair that I do have pretty to cover good that up. Hair. How, how dare you? So I, I, I will <laughs> get on board, but I've I've been blessed with uh, like a good hairline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I wish I could wear a hat. You know, like sometimes I just want to. Like I have hats. I have hats that I like. Mm. No hats look good on me. I don't know why. Mm. I just I have you tried a low profile structured. <laughs> No, no, I haven't. I've never tried a what is it low profile, low profile, structured crown, crown stru- uh, curved bill, curved bill. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Give it a try. <laughs> okay, you want to send me a hat? I'll take a hat. Sure, sure. I'll take a hat. The gray okay, one's real good. nice, though. I can see why you don't have any of those left. That's that's like yeah. the, that's the oh. piece de resistance there. I might be able to rustle one up for you, Mike. I would. T- I would be very happy with it. I'd be very okay. happy with it. Uh, hats, but this also. When I see that uh, the the badge, however you'd call it, like the patch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. makes me think it look real good on a backpack. So I'm gonna say it look real nice mm-hmm. on a backpack. It would. It would. It would. That dream. Dream lives on. It looms lives on. <laughs> looms large. Someday, yeah. maybe. I've taken some inspiration from from our conversations, and oh, yeah. uh, I've decided to post much more to the Cortex Brand Instagram account. Because mm. I, I mm. was doing what you were doing, and we were talking about it a while ago, of like just trying to post things that were important. You know, you guys, it was much more pristine, good-looking stuff, and I'm not, I don't really have that in me, but I would just post... Mm-hmm when I thought something was important to post, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hey, we're back in stock, or hey, here's a new product, that kind of thing. And I've been posting, mostly I've been posting to stories more. And yeah. I, so what I've been trying to do is, and I think that that we go through this a lot, and I know that there's a difference of opinion between the two of you sometimes of like how much you talk about in advance of a mm-hmm. product, and I've come down uh, recently of feeling like maybe maybe I could be a bit more open than I have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Where like mm-hmm. I don't want to give everything away, but if something's either a close or b like I want feedback on it, ideally, like I, I'm I'm trying to share some more. So I've mostly been posting stuff to Instagram stories, and I have some things I want to do in the future of like getting out prototypes and showing like why I think prototyping is important to me and stuff like that and kind of going through some of that because I figure people people that want to follow an Instagram account for a, a, a kind of like a brand of notebooks would maybe care about these kinds of things. I don't know. Yeah. And this is kind of, it's kind of like a thing that me and Gray disagree on, but not so much where he's like, don't, he's just like, you just go do it and see what it's like, right? Um, because so he's a, like, just go do it and see. He's like less. He, no, he he doesn't think it's worth it, and and thinks oh. that it's like he doesn't see that there could be that much of an upside, and is of the opinion gotcha. that you should only show things when you can give people a call to action. Mm. Gotcha. I so he's the he's the Dan in this relationship. So That's movie trailers shouldn't in. exist, is what he's saying. There's no reason to have a movie trailer. That is this What's the point? I, I feel like that was a, an argument in the chamber that you have thrown to Dan in the past. I feel like <laughs> no, you, I you have it, way too quickly <laughs> pulled that one out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's the Dan, and I'm the Tom. In this, yeah. uh, in well, this I moment. think there's also an important just to completely shut down this movie trailer analogy. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> I really got to him. He couldn't let it go. <laughs> I think there's a diff- There's a difference between teasing something and openly talking about something that is in the very early stages of development. So if you yeah. have like <laughs> a Kickstarter project that is like near completion and you want to like tease it like two or three weeks before launching it i think that's good like i think we've done that before especially in like the gazette teasing things when stuff is ready and the launch is imminent uh to use the movie trailer example like the movie is completed (laughs) and it's like getting ready to launch i think that's good Mm. the thing that i personally have an issue with is talking about something where we might not potentially a even make it or b launch it for uh like 
several years yeah. and i person it's just a personal thing i prefer that to be private because i don't like the idea of people like waiting even no even if they're not patients right right like, and i I, I know people i know people aren't like waiting with bated breath like i know they like will see it and then maybe even just like forget about it or whatever but i i like to keep the strife uh, of like bringing a product to fruition uh internal because yep, yep, i don't yep. you know i don't want that out there yeah i understand that i'm trying to work out for me because i i think that a couple of days or a couple of weeks i agree with i also think that there is something you can do in that middle portion as well like mm-hmm, a product mm-hmm. that you know you're making and you have a rough idea of when it's coming out and it's like the amount that you share about it that's kind of like right yeah. what i'm also trying to work on because like, we've we've been doing it you you tease something that we're working mm. on, which mm-hmm. I'll put a link in the show notes to people. I feel like I'm not going to say it yet. That's too too much, but people can <laughs> find it if they want to. Uh, but yeah, like his stuff like that, where if I wasn't doing what I'm doing on our Instagram account now, when you said, "Hey, can I share this picture?" I probably would have said no, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it would it would have been against what uh, what kind of policy was before then of like mm-hmm. don't show anything until someone can buy something but right. i do i do think that like for a relatively small instagram account they've got like four thousand ish followers or something mm-hmm. i think there isn't a lot of damage that can be done there and right. those people are the most engaged already and so yeah. mm-hmm. i figure it's not a harm to kind of let them in a little bit you know yeah. and that that's kind of the the route that i've taken and like the way i just because we we actually had this conversation on an episode of cortex and the thing that i said at the time was we have like i imagine we have these kind of funnels right our largest audience is the people that listen to the show and then we have a smaller audience of people who pay for our bonus content and then we have an even smaller audience of people who are like hyper engaged on social media or whatever, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I figure that each part of this kind of funnel, we talk about our products differently. So, like in on the Instagram and maybe in our more text, which is the paid thing, we might talk about things that we're working on because they're mm-hmm. a group that maybe cares more, wants to know more, and it maybe is more likely to wait, you know, and keep it in their mind. But our largest possible audience, like the people that just listen to the free show, we're not going to give them like just details on the episode until there's something for them to buy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you I think you risk less with people who like know your like brand more because like they would understand if something bad happened, like you decided not to do it or whatever, because they would probably have the inside story of like why you decided not to. And what makes sense to them. Cause they're following the whole story maybe through like, you know, all of the places that we show or talk about these things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think we'll forever be a, a something like a balancing act as it probably should be. You know, yeah. like being thoughtful about it. And it's, just, it's just, a, as you said, it's that balancing act. It's it's trying to work out. I do think that there's something to be said for both types of brand, like a standoffish brand and an open yeah. brand. And I I think that there's something to be said for a brand feeling like, or a company feeling like they have the ability to choose where they want to be at different points. And I feel like right now I want to be a little bit more open with that part. As I said, and like I think I, we do have the luxury of actually across the whole thing that me and Greg do together, we can we can be the more like standoffish on the show and more open on the Instagram, right? Like we mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. have yeah. the ability just with what we already do together to have that kind of range. And mm-hmm. so I've, my thinking was, well, why don't we just test that out and see what it looks like? And so far, I've been really pleased. Like, 
there seems people people have been giving good feedback you know a lot of it is just like hey this looks cool but a, a lot of it is 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 people saying like i really appreciate having this insight and all mm. you know and ultimately what i want to do like as we're getting ready for our next project i maybe want to share a little bit about it as we're finalizing it because i know this with the the layout of the theme system journal from version one to version two, I received some really valuable feedback of stuff that was immediately obvious to other people. And maybe if I had known, I would have changed before we printed the thing. And it was nothing. Oh, yeah. You mean you'll get some, you might actually get some like, yeah, little insights if you share it. That I might, that I otherwise probably, I would have to wait until it was made. And, you know, yeah. it was some stuff, it was like small but important. And I got it just enough time. So it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I think you're right. I would have, I would, I would change this. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, but I'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we're in the same boat. I, I, we're, we're still continually wrestling with that. But. We shall see. Part of me wants to have like a, like a, I don't think this would really work, but like a, like a Patreon style thing where we like really involve people in the like behind the scenes or something. And it wouldn't be like an expense. It wouldn't be like a revenue thing, but it would just be like a way to like set up a rule set for ourselves where it's like, oh, you know, like we're really opening the kimono like for well, new product the way, development or whatever. The way to do that now is a Discord. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just some yeah. But like that's some a whole thing. other thing. The whole thing. Then yeah. you've then yeah. you've got like a thing. But like in keyboards, everyone's got Discords for these reasons, and they yeah. mm-hmm. they show uh, the products that they're working on and get feedback about them in this environment. But the, the the problem is a Discord is a community which needs to be moderated. Moderated, yeah, yeah. that's the problem. Um, yeah. But it is valuable for feedback in that way. However, no Discord is just like a pure feedback thing. There's also chatting that happens. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's like a commitment and mm-hmm. it's a whole... Mm-hmm. So, undecided on that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, sometimes I think that that could be something. But we'll see. How's the Mark II coming along? Uh, good, good-ish. So we have part. We got uh, like a third. Well, we have most of the parts okay. that we need for completing the Kickstarter uh, backers, right? Um, and they're good. And the parts that like we got are good. And we sent them to the Cerakote place, and we sent them to the PVD place, and you Some know of that them. process. Yeah, well, so what we're doing is we're sending for the for the Serico place. We sent like a, a like a, a chunk of them, and he's gonna first do like a small batch. And if everything's good with that, then he'll do more and keep going. But we wanted to make sure that there wasn't some kind of like pre-processing step or something we decided we wanted to do, uh, you know, before sending to him. So that's why we didn't send them all. But it's really he's in Texas, so it's really easy to like just send it uh, casually. Mm-hmm. And then the same with the PVD, because the the like of the body part, the thing that's getting PVD coded, the tip and the body have to like stay t- together, like they can't get mixed up because they're polished together and like custom fit. And they say that they have a process to do that, like fixturing and stuff. But we wanted to make sure, like we just sent like one box of the parts uh, to make sure that they do have that process done, because if they like like messed up and messed oh, up all the parts it I would understand. be like a complete nightmare if they so, if they separate the parts and coat and right, then mix them up and then yeah, can't work be, out which was meant to go with which yeah, right. it would yeah, be yeah. Really so like bad. if you if they do it wrong you're limiting yeah. it to x amount which is maybe yeah, more exactly. of a human manageable endeavor than all of yeah them. i understand mm-hmm. yes yeah exactly and it's not a big deal like the way that that the pvd stuff works is they fill up a chamber and run it it's not like we get it's better if we send them way more parts, you know, it's like easy to ship it to them. So it's not like there's a big lead time or anything. So anyway, so we're, so those things are coming, but the unfortunate thing is uh, it's kind of a bigger problem for us, like for ongoing sales than it is the Kickstarter per se. But uh, the China, our supplier, um, when they were QCing them before, like as they're packing them up, 
they just so like a lot of the parts had like cosmetic like a polish artifact problem with them and so they are they took they sent us all the ones that were good and then they're seeing if they can like fix and re like polish the the ones that were messed up and i mm-hmm. think tomorrow we'll have a final count on what you know what are the number that they could fix but you know and then if the ones they don't fix they have to remake <laughs> why is that an ongoing problem though like what why well because so we ordered more than the the kickstarter backers so uh-huh. like so you know like we we have the number we need to fulfill kickstarter backers but then we ordered more just for yeah, like yeah, to have sure. for us or sell yeah and, and we're and obviously going to fulfill from the economy of scale like you can get the price yeah, but, yeah. But, like but don't the won't they just fix any that are yeah it's they not will. an ongoing problem it's like an immediate problem right. for, like we won't be like able to we, maybe sell them for the holidays or something yeah ah, we're gonna like yeah okay, okay. you were hoping yeah. to get like a second bump from it right like if yes, you get them all in time yeah. we'll do them all together and then we can sell them and and the margin will be better etc etc i get it yeah. yeah 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 and though i mean we'll get them eventually it's just a timing thing and which is obviously the name of the game with this product so uh, and hey chinese yeah. new year's coming so you know <laughs> it's like you don't get them yeah. now you're not gonna get them for a real long time <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh well and just logistics but you know yeah. so yeah so anyways that's you know happening um as always it seems to be the case <laughs> i think we've learned we definitely learned some things from this product i feel yeah. like with uh but we'll see, see i saw as well that like just raw material prices are going up oh oh yeah no like i mean when we so we have some other you know products in the works and suppliers especially in asia are like yeah, we can quote you this, but it will if you don't order right away, like it's going to change because like prices are changing like every aluminium day. Aluminium is going through the roof, I was seeing um yeah. recently, which is again, these are all like we knew this, right? Like if if you were paying enough attention, like COVID effects were going to continue for a long time. Like the the initial issues and production slowdowns were just like a ripple that was just going to get keep getting bigger. And this is just, you know, along with many of the other reasons that this stuff can happen. It's like, well, as well as all of the other problems that we can have, uh, COVID can also mean that all the prices of everything goes up. Like, yeah, we're having all these wild things here in the UK about just like haulage is yeah. like oh, same here for like 7,000 different reasons right now. Yeah. No, it's all it's all a mess, and it's going to be a mess for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, as you know, as it is, this is the game we're playing, I suppose. Well, at um, least you got them to the U.S., though. I mean, that's a whole thing at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like just moving it was really around expensive. the world. Yeah, I bet. It was did you real, have them on a boat, expensive. or did you put them on? No, a plane, plane. Yeah. yeah, a boat would take way too long. Like it would be indefinite. I, I, I wouldn't yeah. even. Yeah, but it was like incredibly expensive. I mean, it's like. But like from really, from what I can understand, would, it's like putting them on a boat's expensive and as you say is like you have no idea when you're going to get them yeah like it's just yeah they, had, yeah they arrived i mean there was actually a delay with the with by air too mm-hmm. but it's more defined you know yeah. um yeah. yeah no it's a mess it's like a it's a it's an entire mess and i don't think it's gonna get better uh no so. not, not anytime soon so yeah, is is but, that basically the update for the Mark II? Like you have the parts yeah, and now it's just the process. Yeah, and we of, have all the magnets. Right. I have an entire box of magnets and we have all the clips <laughs> and So yeah, I mean, you know, it's moving. Like I don't I, my hope my hope is that the we might at least for the Kickstarter the, the Kickstarter Mark IIs, we might escape without this polishing thing actually not causing a delay because mm-hmm. We have to do this kind of the the Cerakotes can only move so fast, right? That's going to mm-hmm. be kind of the bottleneck. Mm-hmm. And so um, it might be that, like, if depending on the timing, that we can it won't actually necessarily cause a, a, a real delay, right? Um, so we'll see. There's only one thing we can do is just hope for the best and do all that we can. But it, it feels really good to like have parts. Like I have parts like next to me, so that's yeah. like, and they're good. So it's like that's all. That's all good. It's a long time coming. That feels really good. Hey Dan, do you like laptop computers? 
Not really. No, okay. So you extend <laughs> the episode now and then. <laughs> I mean, I like them okay. Tom, can you do, give us the song, please? <laughs> we can't get into it until we have the song. That's true. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Dan's not tech corner because oh. he doesn't like laptops. Oh. Is this actually a thing? You're not joking? You're not a laptop fan? Oh, I no, I like laptops okay, but not as a primary computer. Like right. I really like having a computer that stays in one place and and is always on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I do have a MacBook Air as like a portable secondary, a thin client style oh. computer. Oh, thin you. hello. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't even brain. <laughs> I don't even back it up uh, because it's like I just treat it as like you know, email and web browser and that type Your of really $3,000 scratch pad. It's a Chromebook. <laughs> it wasn't that you, much. You, you just have... Yeah. No, I mean, I have, like, the Adobe suite on it and stuff, but, uh-huh. like, it, I'm just pulling things from the cloud, basically, always, so or Dropbox or whatever, so I don't... It truly, doesn't really need to be backed up. Truly a thing, client. Then. I'm truly living in the future. It's, you it's really amazing. are. So do you have any... Uh, Provost-style opinions on the Macintosh book professional that was announced Uh, yesterday as we record? It, it, uh, I need to think about it a little bit more. It's just so, it's just a fascinating, uh, like product line journey. Yeah. Where, it's like what went into the decision making of removing all that stuff, and then what went into the decision making of bringing it all back in terms mm-hmm. of like the ports and stuff. Where when you look at what they're offering, it just seems so obvious, <laughs> and what <laughs> everybody was like screaming about <laughs> for, for years and years. So, I mean, it's like. Uh, it's like new Coke and Coke Classic. I'm sure someone has made this analogy before. I haven't heard it. You're the first I've heard, and I love that analogy. Yeah, where it's like, oh, thank God. And it's like, this is how computers were like six years ago. (laughs) Like, why are you guys... (laughs) Um, And so it's cool. Like, I, I I think it is good to make mistakes and then correct those mistakes. So it is in that regard, it's like encouraging. That's like, Oh, you are not so stubborn that you will never go back on the kind of design. I bet it was not stubbornness were... at all. Like when, what, what year did the touch bar come out? Cause 20, that was the first 2016, year. That, I think 2016. That's when this first infected them. Right. With yeah. the like no more headphone jack and everything. So you said 2016. Yeah, it, it was a Trump era thing. We yeah, can tie those right. two together. Truly a Trump era computer. The, <laughs> couldn't it have been, before. they just made a bet on where the future of laptops are going. It was hubris. Well, how like, do you know it's hubris? Like, okay, well, no, but no, I, I don't pro- mean it in a bad way, right? Like, it, maybe it's but overconfidence. Hubris is a negative turn only. Okay, well, let's well, say overconfidence, right? Where, like, Apple has made well, so many... but that's what we want from Apple, though. We yeah, yeah, want yeah, them yeah. to make I'm bets, not, right? I, I personally don't hold in such regard the 2016 MacBook Pro as many of our colleagues, right? Like... <laughs> It was fine. Like, it was... It obviously had its problems, right? Like, I liked the idea of the touch bar, and I liked it when I would use it, and it worked, but it wasn't perfect, and they never iterated mm-hmm. on it, Then really. All they did was just make it a little bit smaller to bring the escape key back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that there was something there, but they didn't push it far enough. Dongles in general weren't... I mean, it's fine. Like, I now basically... Everything that I use with my computer, I plug in via USB-C. Like, they yeah. were right on that, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why they brought more ports back, because some things are just too difficult, like HDMI, mm-hmm. which they brought back, and yeah. the SD card, which they brought back. I can see why you would do that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. they feel like appeasing people. Like, I really feel like most people have already found their way of dealing with these issues with USB-C in their lives over these last few years. But like, I think that these decisions were made out of like, 
we can see what we think the future is. We've done such a good job of doing this in the past. We're just going to keep doing this. But for yeah. whatever reason, I think it was like they made too many things. So it was the removal of the ports plus the touch bar plus the keyboard that would actually break in the beginning. It was just yeah. too much. And and I think it turned the tide on these computers way harder than is normal to the point where they have now had to like they basically mea culpa themselves right they were like well, we got yeah, rid I think- of the touch bar they actually said hey we got rid of the touch bar and we brought back the keys and we brought more ports back and here's MagSafe and like you know well you could I mean I could see I could totally believe that all of that like cascading decision for the 2016 you know MacBook Pro that everyone didn't like is at a, as like could be from one like design directive from the top, which was mm-hmm. like, what is the future of a laptop? We need to get rid of all this physical stuff. It's all going to be digital and like transforming UI or whatever, right? And like, yep. if you take that as the like VP level or CEO level like design directive, then you're like, okay, or th- th- all this stuff happens, right? It could have been that they figured out after six months or like four months after releasing that laptop that oh that was a bad call but it could easily take another five years or four years or whatever for them to especially when they're coming up against with this new you know processor architecture they're like oh man we're not gonna develop this whole new laptop for the intel processor architecture we might as well wait until the you know and you know that like it was like oh well we're gonna do this in two years the apple silicon thing but then it took another three years right like whatever well we won't change it now because this is just around the corner we know and then it's like but that keeps getting pushed and like i i believe i I completely believe what you're saying they knew they got the feedback they knew within six months of this thing like when the keyboard started breaking and they had to start replacing the keyboard and then changing the way the keyboard was made but still fitting inside of the chest. They knew what they were dealing with at that point. Yeah. But yeah. you can't just be like, oh, all right then. <laughs> like, here you go. Like, it doesn't... They're too big. It, it cannot work like that, right? Like, oh, it's yeah, just no, it's to too much investment. Yeah. yeah, and they'll probably keep this case on this laptop for at least another five years, right? Which is why like, the notch is so big. Oh, yeah, you think because they know that they're just going to... I believe at some point that notch will include either a bigger or better camera, different features, probably face ID. and Mm -hmm. Because they're really, like... I have yet... No one's had this, been able to work it out. Like, I look forward to when maybe in a week or two someone's going to do a teardown. But for, for all I can tell, in that notch there is a camera... A microphone and a and a sensor for like detecting light or whatever. It's uh-huh. way larger than and they it could use the camera be. for that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's way larger than it than it needs to be. It's, it's what yeah. I would assume. It's got to have that. face ID eventually, right? I mean, it's like you know, seems the natural thing, right? Like at yeah. some mm-hmm. point they're going to move to face ID in the laptop. Yeah. Like it, it makes a lot of sense that they would do that. Yeah. But at the moment, it's that 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 is a technology that's trickling out and. All reports seem to say it's because it's actually very expensive to 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 produce. Yeah, is yeah. it? I've never conclusively heard like what the uh, requirements are in terms of thickness, uh, like how much headroom or you space. need to. Yeah, yeah space. Um, because if that, my understanding is that it it needs a little bit of space there, um, mm-hmm. and so it's like if it doesn't even fit. And it's just like, well, why did you make the lid so thin? <laughs> and if you're, you know, if you're planning to do Face ID in the future and you need the room for it, then the lid well, should be thicker. You they know? could probably so. also know that in two years in the future it'll be way thinner. It, you yeah, know? yeah, like that, that, yeah. You know, expectation too, which is yeah. likely true. And right? at the moment, so. like they've they've put that mini LED screen in there, which is thicker. So it's like, well, we know in three years' time the mini LED mm. will be thinner, and then mm. or we switch to OLED or something, and that will be thinner. And then we'll also know yeah. we can miniaturize the face ID, like so they're just like ah, but we don't we don't want to make the notch bigger right like like if they did it now and it was small because they don't have face id in it and they made it big like anyway though the notch i don't care about like i don't really know why people care about it so much it's like Mm -hmm. a notch makes so much sense to me on a mac because like what am i putting in the middle of the menu bar anyway you know yeah it's it's fine one one thing i really like about these laptops is i like when products 
are so mature and they get to a point to where it's almost like a classic design or like a, it's like the the macbook now is like a porsche 911 or something where it's just like okay this is what a macbook just looks like now like yep. don't yeah. expect crazy innovation um i mean even like the uh the kind of bull nose edge treatment is is almost like a throwback to, that is uh, a throwback i was gonna say like, yeah. that, the the the, yeah. the like um silhouette of it yeah is closer to the PowerBook and the iBook than right. the MacBook yeah. that it replaces. Right, and, the, and those were lap like those were laptop shaped laptops, yeah. and the 2016 ones were laptop shaped laptops with a you know a slightly different edge treatment, but they all just look like laptops. And I actually find that nice and comforting. Like not everything needs to be radically rethought because uh, I think you run into problems of trying too hard to you know skate where the puck is going or whatever, and you end up just doing things for nonsensical reasons or, well, this or is not actually, really i would like to have, have you two seen the surface laptop studio no I'd, oh yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like kind of like a smart keyboard cover kind of but it's a laptop no, like that's it just a step this is this is a this is a new very new okay. product it's actually not available yet but mark uh, showed it off a couple of weeks ago where it's a laptop but then you can also kind of detach not fully the screen. Oh, but it you covers can, up the keyboard. You you can you can push it all the way down and make it like an like an easel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. And, and it covers up the keyboard. And it covers up the keyboard, so you can that. draw. But you get on the it. trackpad still. Uh, well, the the, trackpad you still. can do it in two ways. You can cover up the keyboard oh. and get the trackpad, and then you can also Let's push see. it all the way down. Yeah. And so it's like a it's more it's like more tablet. It's like an iPad pen. with the with the mm-hmm. keyboard. Yeah, I mean, kind of this attached is, to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's either right. It's like the the solution's either going to be this mm-hmm. or rip off the screen eventually. According, and they to have they have a rip off. The, they have a rip off yeah. the screen version of this, but it's yeah. got a bunch of problems. Like the balance, the weight balance is all wrong because yeah. all the guts are in the screen because they have to. Yeah, but it's this is this is kind of like I think Microsoft is kind of the anti-Apple at the moment in the hardware design, where mm-hmm. they're doing that thing where it's like, we're just going to keep seeing if it could be different. And, and Well, they mm-hmm. can just explore more and because they can. they're not... Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah because they, they're not... App, they're not so like, we make four things, Apple. Yeah. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, no, we can like have weird well, also, products or whatever. You know, Microsoft don't sell that many services. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they don't. And so they have the, the freedom to, to play a little bit more yeah. in, the, in this. And I'm not yeah, saying that is one is cool. doing things better or worse than the other. I think the jury is, is definitely out on the laptop studio at the moment. But it is very, I, th- I find it to be very interesting, kind of exciting hardware. But I don't know yeah. if it's hardware that I would really have much of a benefit from. Uh, yeah. Just, just. I'm glad it's, okay. I'm glad they're doing it. Like, Me too. I'm glad someone's doing it, you know. Yeah. Same with the, like, Samsung foldable phones. I mean, I'm glad yeah. that that's, I don't want that, but I'm glad it's, like, being done, you know. <laughs> For you to way. ever want it, someone has to do it now. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, that exactly. was the same as just, like, Samsung making phones bigger, right? Yeah. We all yeah. thought it was ridiculous at first, but. Now everyone's phones are bigger. And it's Did you just, ever think it was ridiculous, Mike? I don't know if you ever, because uh, you were. You're on that train right away, right? Maybe like the original notes just looked silly when people put it next to their uh-huh. face, right? Like the, the phablet, yeah. as it was called. But yeah. I ended up turning the the corner on like I want a big iPhone before right before Apple. But I, I wanted a bigger iPhone before Apple made a bigger iPhone, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. it was multiple years of big Android phones, um, and it's the same as like you know I, I find the foldable stuff really intriguing. And so, I, like, I want Apple mm-hmm. to do it, but I'm willing to wait. And, like, Samsung are always an interesting case because, like, Samsung end up a lot of the time actually making the screens that, like, Apple will buy or, like, other companies mm-hmm. will buy. So, they're, they're, like, an interesting case. But, but anyway, going back to this MacBook Pro, uh, what do you think of the feet? Like, the feet are quite pronounced on this well, machine. Well, I bet it's not pronounced if you are standing next to it or using it. It's like one mm-hmm. of those things where Apple shoots these photos that are impossible because they are perfectly well because they're renders first of yeah. all, <laughs> and they're um, perfectly orthogonal. And first of all, our eyes our eyes never do that, and you're never perfectly like lined up on the side of an i like a laptop. Mm-hmm. So 
my guess is that it will not mean anything except maybe my first thought was, oh, if you spill a drink, there's more like if they they could actually it would be smart for them to design the height of the laptop bottom so such that like the <laughs> normal like a liquid viscous bubble is not <laughs> tall enough, right? Which yeah. could, they easily could have done, right? It's not that hard to measure. So I I think it's fine. Like I don't think maybe like there's it. some weird ergonomic thing with I like but it. I don't think you'll see it. They're like inset yeah. where you show no, I, I I I sometimes like when a piece of technology needs something and then they they make a point of designing it in a certain way. Like they put these feet in there for airflow, right? That they want yeah. they want air to get easily get in the machine, so they've raised the machine off the desk a little bit more, like more purposefully, I think. Yeah, and so they've they've made it, I think, more of a design element. Like it, it's very visual on the imagery, right? Like I think yeah. in a way that the feet of a they, Mac well, they Pro shoot, were you know, not before. Like, I'm looking at these renders on their product page, and the perspective is set perfectly orthogonal at the height of the bottom of the laptop yeah. so that the feet are pronounced. It's yeah. like literally, they could have made so many other choices. Like when they have these perspective shots, yep. literally the perspective line is set at the perfect at the bottom of the laptop so that you see it. So yeah, they, you know, it's a very Dieter Rams thing to do. Like, yeah. uh, you know, if you are going to, if something is on there, it needs to be expressed. Like mm. nothing is hidden. Like mm. either it shouldn't be there or it should be expressed. And so right, makes right. sense. Mm. Yeah. One, one thing that makes me really happy is with the uh the kind of rollout of all the uh computers that have the the Apple chips mm-hmm. there's starting to uh have a real coherency of the product lineup mm-hmm. and so what I really love is it's kind of like the return to the quadrant that uh like Steve Jobs drew up where it's like laptop desktop uh casual professional I don't remember what the uh basic I don't remember what the the label for the first column was but it's like you have at the M1 chip and it is put into different form factors but it's essentially the same chip desktop portable consumer professional Consumer and professional. Yep. Uh, and then you have uh, the, you know, the Pro and the Max chips, which are going in like these computers. And so I presume like there's going to be a uh, an iMac Pro and such, and that'll just have essentially the same chip, but it's a different form factor. Yeah. And yeah. so I think it's really, there's a really clean and easy to understand uh, like delineation between these products. Yep. Like I hope when they do the net like when the macbook air actually gets a uh like a hardware design revision it's like becomes more of what it is now which is like no fan like maybe it's more like the 12 inch macbook that they tried to do you know a few years ago like there's such an obvious difference between that and the pro so obviously there's still weirdness like the 13 inch macbook pro with touch bar is now just like a super weird product floating in no man's land but um it like the i think the transition to their own chips is like going really well obviously because the chips are awesome but also because now it's like there's this great coherency i think in like their product offering it feels nice yeah uh, one of the things like i agree with the 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 quadrant thing feels like it's coming back i mean it's obviously more complicated because like back then it was like there was one thing that went in every box and it's just they just that would be silly now if they if that's what they decided to do, because they don't, they don't, they don't need that. They don't need that uh, level of laser focus. I think they can have a bit more of a spread. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what I like is they used to always have these graphics, and they still do them now. But I don't think they have as much impact. Where they would line up all of Apple's products, like in a slide, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you could mm-hmm. see a real visual like coherency amongst all of it, you know, like mm-hmm. especially back in the white plastic days, you know, like. You'd put them all together and look at all these things together and they're doing like side on or whatever. And I think that that's starting to come back now too, I think in a way that we haven't had for for a bit where everything's starting from like iPad Pro redesign in 2018 and then with the phones and now the iMac, this MacBook Pro. There's like, I don't know, I feel like there's like a new re- level of refinement across the product line that I really enjoy. I think yeah. it, it looks everything's looking new again 
and stuff like in a way that I don't really know if I necessarily thought they would bother with like like the MacBook Pro like I did I didn't think it would look like I think it looks strikingly different mm-hmm. in maybe a way that I wouldn't have expected like so I'm pretty excited about it in the same way that like that that MacBook Air I expect is going to be all bright and colorful like the iMac and it's like mm-hmm. yeah you should do that like I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm into it I'm into this kind of new new phase it feels like it does feel like we were kind of like just waiting for a while. I think they were waiting for a while and and they knew that all of this stuff was on the horizon for them, but they had to kind of just hold off for a bit. I have a very nitpicky question. I'd love it. Mm. I wonder <laughs> if the rounded screen, like the, the rounded corner of the screen on the top of the new laptops yeah. is the same radius as on the iPads. And if the mini and the full size iPad pro have the same radius on that you know how the screen is masked and it's got like a radius because mm-hmm. that really that is subtle but it it makes all of these it it is a huge design change and it makes all the products feel the same like the iphones have it like everything has it and the fact that that bezel is the same distance going around and i wonder if those radiuses are the same because the other thing is like if you look at the ipad mini in some shots, the like single camera bump thing looks a lot like the foot of the. <laughs> if you like look at it from the side, it looks a lot like the foot of the iPad of the um, MacBook Pro. So I think a lot of this like language is um, obviously very intentional. But I bet I wonder how much of it is like exactly the same. I like, would. If that... I would not expect them to be the same. I mean, they might be, but I don't think that's necessarily a goal to strive for because like the apple watch has a corner radius the iphone has a corner radius the ipad has a corner radius and those are all different uh well, yeah so, yeah i i it's probably they're probably different but it's just it's yeah. new that they all have it right yeah, yeah yeah and even if you look at their website the images morph from like rectilinear things to like rounded rec things. And obviously rounded rec has been an Apple thing for a long time. It's just interesting mm-hmm. that that design language is really becoming, like you said, I think it's like the Porsche. I think it's like the Porsche headlights. Like, mm-hmm. and I think almost all, I was going to say before, like I think almost all Apple like desktop, like iMac, MacBook Pro and like iPhone and iPad have all reached that level of like end of design uh you know classic Porsche 911 look like mm-hmm. they're not going to go anywhere else really in, in the make in the symbol like the symbol of them and i you know it's interesting that they're kind of refining and settling on that uh and it seems like they brought all that stuff to the the MacBook Pro you know with the rounded screen corners and stuff and so no it uh yeah i think that's why it feels so good it feels like it really feels like a family Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 73.